1: To the ad full version of the Sunranto show, a week late from the time that we actually talked to Mr. Matt Caesar. Uh, if you want the show early and completely ad-free, all you gotta do is subscribe at Patreon.com slash Sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. And for only a dollar a month, or you could pay all at once twelve dollars a year. Uh, you can get all of our shows completely ad-free and uh, when they actually were supposed to come out, as God intended. So uh, you get your own RSS feed. Uh, there's perks at every level. Uh, please join us. That's patreon.com sunranto, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. Here is the show, late and full of ads. Covey blue blood flowing through our Kobe veins. Through our Sitting veins. in the bleachers in the Sitting rain. In the We've shed a rain. million tears and drank it's as many old self ears out at the game. Let's go, Covey, Sunrento. With Michael, Sunrento. And Crawley, Sunrento, and the love of a loser. With Michael, Sunrento. And Crawley, Sunrento, and the love of a loser. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Sun Ranto Show. I am Danny Rocket. I'm joined by my co hosts. Crawley, and on the show today we have a very special guest. Uh, he spent four years with our beloved team, the Chicago Cubs, from twenty fourteen through twenty or, or through parts of twenty seventeen, and then a couple years with the Padres after the Cubs stupidly traded him over there. and uh, And he's a, an, an accomplished artist. Uh, he's a uh, he saved people's lives before. the The man is uh, is a legend in Chicago. He was on our favorite team, the twenty sixteen Cubs. Welcome to the Sunranta Show, Matt Caesar. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's awesome to have you on. Uh you are the first member of the twenty sixteen uh team besides Wayne Mesmer to
2: come on the Sun <laughs> Ranto show. So it's a it's a it's a great honor
1: <laughs> to have you I'm, here. I'm
2: happy to be on here, man. And I just looking at the the stream, I just figured out how um the Ron Santo, the San Ranto. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah here, it, let, let me uh let, let me show you a little guy for uh He's gonna go to sleep, so we're gonna say goodnight to the little guy. Oh, you know, hi. Oh,
3: say hi, buddy. It's oh. it's a little
1: Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> Does he make pizzas Everybody. No, no Caesar <laughs> yet. Yeah.
4: Thank you. Oh God. So, so
1: I, I gotta ask you first off, what what is the worst
2: butchering of your name you've ever heard? Like, do people just not even try the vowel sometimes? You know, I, I thought becoming a professional baseball player, people would figure it out. Be like, Hey, you know, we, we saw your name on TV or, Hey, we saw your name in the paper, but they, they still butcher it all the time. And it's, you know, I have, I have nothing to say about it. They, you know, I, I still get called Caesar salad. People still make fun of me no matter how accomplished I'll ever be. Someone will make fun of me and I embrace it, man. I love it. So it's now, now I start, I'm going to teach my son sa- to say, Instead of Caesar like the salad, Caesar like the emperor.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, again, that's how we knew you in Chicago. Everyone would say, hail Caesar.
2: Yeah, yeah. I loved it. You know, so it great.
4: You talked about your accomplishments. I think what people don't really understand is that your primary sport was football, correct?
2: Yeah, man. I uh, Throughout high school and, and uh, grade school, I've always been, obviously, two-sport, three-sport athlete. Um, and then, you know, I, I loved football and I feel like baseball was always kind of a secondary sport to me. Um, I just I just loved uh, the physical aspect of football and it was just it was just a lot of fun. And I love baseball as well because, you know, baseball was great and, you know, took took uh, an offer from Villanova. I could play both and and was still fell in love with baseball and fell in love with uh, football all the same. You know, so I had a little injury my senior year that put me out for seven to eight weeks, and I kind of realized that, hey, you know, this could happen on any day, any play, practice in the game, and that could be my season or career. So, uh, I think they made the right decision and 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 hashed it out with baseball.
1: Did you ever think about trying to like do a Bo Jackson kind of thing and like you know play both sports and you know be, you know be able you know be a two way guy? Did you did that uh, ever consider? Did you ever consider that or?
2: No, I could. I considered maybe, you know, ending baseball early and, and trying to play football, but you know, it's it's just tough, man. I I don't know how Dion and Bo did that. They, know,
4: sometimes they would take like planes from one place to another and stuff. I mean, that was insane.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, God, God bless them. Those those guys are animals, and and I mean, you, you they're they're freaks, man. I I I was never as as good as those guys, so it's you know those those guys are. Our aliens.
4: Well, <laughs> M- Matt, you were pretty darn good. I got a little video clip of you right here from your Villanova days.
1: The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. Now, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online head to bet online today use promo code armchair to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses bet online your online sportsbook experts back to the show
3: time coming for, Villanova football for the first They are tops in the entire country. Most outstanding player, Matt Caesar. 14 carries, 159 yards, two touchdowns, four catches, 68 yards. He was crucial. Whenever they needed a big play in the second half, he was the man they called.
1: Look at your hair. It was so long. Was there a pandemic that year that I forgot about? I
2: had some serious lettuce there. That was great. No, we we all decided as a team to grow our hair out, so that's what we did.
4: So you guys were national champions. I mean, that's amazing. And then it comes down to you know, you talked about that injury, but that the draft, and you got the phone call. Jim Hendry was GM at the time, right? Yep.
2: Yeah. So so my plan was always to play football. Um, you know, it was just I I was doing really well in football and I loved it, and the camaraderie was there, and like I said, the physical aspect was there. Um, but so, and I was headed to the senior bowl, headed to the combine and Jim Hendry had flown down, um, to, I was training in Boca Raton for, for both those events. And Jim Hendry flew down and, uh, offered me, uh, another deal that would kind of be equivalent to what I would make in the third round where I was kind of slated to get drafted. And I, I feel like I always had in the back of my head, those I had two high ankle sprains and it was just like, at the same time, it was just a. A freak play. The dude just fell on my legs. It was it. it was nothing crazy. It was just – he just fell on my legs, and I had two ankle sprains, couldn't walk. And I just kind of kept that in the back of my head. So when Jim Hendry came down, I was like, dude, I'll get on a plane back home tomorrow. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so that's, that's what happened, man, and and the rest is history.
3: There you, the
4: there, there you are on draft day. And yeah. do, you, do you remember the scout that really kind of first kind of – when you started to notice, hey, the Cubs are scouting me, you remember who it was or no?
2: Uh, Tim Tim Wilkins, I think.
4: Tim okay. Wilkins, he used to be with the Montreal Expos and stuff. He was a great talent evaluator. Yeah,
2: yeah. Tim Wilkins, I think he was like the scout advisor, and I think Tim Atkins may have been my like area scout. But yeah, I mean those, and they were great. I, I think I don't know where Tim Wilkins is now. He was with the Dimebacks for a little bit, maybe.
4: Yeah, he was after he was with the Cubs. But he yeah. was a great talent evaluator, and he had a good eye for you. Now, you were in the Cubs system when the Cubs farm system was probably the greatest it's ever been in the history of organ- of the organization. You're talking about guys like you know Javi Baez in the organization. You're talking about Chris Bryant, all of these things. Did you so realize how special this was going to be at that time?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think my – my year in AAA was like I let off. uh I don't know who was behind me, but then it was Javi, KB, Soler, Schwarber. Like it was. I I feel like that was the year the Cubs weren't very good and we always, you know, had a little chip on our shoulder and we would always kind of like, you know, think that we could beat the Cubs because I mean, we were, <laughs> we were really good, man. Uh, so it was, it was cool. I mean, it was, it was just minor league fun, you know?
1: Did, did you know though, like at that point, did you have the feeling like, oh my God, I'm looking around, this might be, you know, a core of a team that could really do something special. Like, did you have any inkling of that or were you just having fun and, and you know, winning down there?
2: Yeah. I mean, I played in uh, high A with Javi and double A with Javi and triple A with Javi. Um, you always knew he was special. Um, I feel like he kind of just turned it on in triple A, double A. He he dominated when he came up and then triple A struggled a little bit and then he turned it on. He figured it out. Um, after. The, so he got up the one year and they sent him down. I think he started in the minor leagues that, that one year and he he just figured it out, man. And, Lost a lot of weight. He uh, took care of himself in the off season. He was, I mean, he came back strong and fast, and you know, he was just really fun to watch. And we always had a joke. We, I, I would always say to it him, "It's the Javi Baez show," and and now he's on the the cover of MLB. <laughs> the show, yeah. <laughs> and then KB, you know, KB was always good. Everybody knew he was going to be stud, and so there, they, they were just they're just freaks, you know.
4: Yeah, you you got called up August sixteenth, twenty fourteen. What was that like?
2: I mean, that was special, man. We were in New York city. So, um, that's very close to home. I'm from New Jersey. So it was like a three hour ride, um, right up the parkway. Um, so I had a lot of fans there. It was great. Uh, you know, I I feel like a lot of the same, a lot of players say the same thing. It's, you know, you get there and it's, it's the same game. It's just, you know, you're in front of more, more people. So, I mean, it was a lot of fun, man. It's, it's, you can't put it in the words that that first experience stepped on the field. You know,
1: you're from, uh, you're from Wildwood or, uh, Cape, Cape May, May, New Jersey. May, New Jersey. Yep. And so I've actually, I lived in New York for years. And so I would sometimes take that ferry. Now, did you ever take the Cape May Lewis ferry <laughs> oh, yeah. over to yeah. Delaware? And did you ever hide people in the trunk? So you didn't have to pay extra to,
2: to go always, on the ferry. We always would walk on and go and go shopping on the, the other side and then come back. Yeah, because uh, that—that's some of the people don't know how
1: great the beaches are in Delaware, though. with yeah. Beach and stuff, yep. and uh, no, it's and Wildwood is has, actually to me has one of the best uh, boardwalks because it's mm-hmm. like still old school. They never tried to be too fancy with yep. it.
2: It's just like the real deal out there on the Jersey. Yeah, great, court. great amusement parks. Morris Pier, Sam's Pizza. it's, it's the best pizza there is, you know.
1: Yeah, it, it's I never had it. But uh, next time I get down, I, I've always wanted to go back to like, you know, Assateague, you know, Chincoteague, Assateague, which is further south there. By right, Maryland. Right. But now I just love that whole area. That part of the seashore is like people don't realize like you because you don't think oh, I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to go to Delaware. People don't think that, you know right. what I mean? But it's one yeah. of the best beaches, uh, especially if you have a dog. They let the dogs run free. <laughs> um so are you got, you're
4: you're, up, you're you, you get called up to the majors. Do you remember your first home run that you ever hit as a major leaguer?
2: Uh, I think, it, yeah, I, I do. I know where it was. It was in Pittsburgh off a of left-hander. I think it was Justin Wilson, right?
3: Let's take a look. High fly to deep left. Back toward the wall. It's gone. Just inside the pole, Matt Caesar with his first major league home run. Six nothing. His good night just got a heck of a lot better. What a swing in the bat for Matt Caesar! Yeah, big smile, well deserved.
1: So that's a, that's a few games into your career that that happened. Is is that kind of the thing that you you're like, oh, when is, when is my home run gonna come? And then it finally comes, and is it like a load off your your
2: conscience at that point, or to to be honest with you, I didn't really hit homers, so that's that was like the last thing I thought about. Uh, I just wanted to square the ball up. To be honest, with you. the older I got, the, the you know, the last couple of years, I kind of figured out how to hit the ball um, and and get some elevation on it. So now, now I probably would be like, all right, when am I get my first one? <laughs> Back then, dude, I'm just trying to put the ball in play.
1: <laughs> well, let me ask you about a game. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, Chris Salado, had written in that one of the, his favorite games that he ever attended was on um, August twelfth, two thousand sixteen, at Wrigley Field. That uh, does that particular game ring any bells for you
2: uh if you remember hitting two home earth? two home runs in a Yeah, I was gonna say, cause <laughs> The grand slam was earlier in the year so I would I would have to say it was probably uh, the, the two home run game
1: Yeah, it was a two home run game, and Matt had written in. He said uh, that, you know, it was the greatest game he ever saw. He was out there in the bleachers. He said, You tried to throw a ball to them, but some drunk guy with a giant beer belly muscled (laughs) muscled it out of them. So he still remembers that. Um, But, uh, you know, he said that was one of the the greatest games. I guess you hit them in two back to back innings off of Jerome Williams. Yeah. yeah. you You got that tape too, don't you?
4: Yeah, we got that tape. Two home runs off, and they were pretty good home runs. You didn't get cheated, Matt.
3: To deep left center, and that baby will go. It's eight to one. Have a day, Matt Caesar. Third time he's been on base. Double hit by pitch, and now a home run. Matt Caesar, deep left, gone. He's homered in back-to-back innings. Thirteen to one.
1: So, so let me ask you about that that game. Um, you led off in that game, which you did a few times throughout your career so far. And uh, what is it about? You said you led off in the minor leagues. Um, I worked with David DeJesus last year, and I talked to him a little bit about the same thing. Um, I asked him like, why Cubs haven't had a good leadoff hitter since like Dexter Fowler? They've tried everybody up there, you know, they from Chris Bryant to Schwarber to everybody's been up there, and it's never worked out. What is it about leading off that is different? in the mindset that you have to have to start out the game as the leadoff hitter that it makes some guys successful at it and some guys not so
2: successful? Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't really do it too much in the big leagues. I, I did it, you know, a few games. Um, I was always at the bottom of the lineup for, you know, whatever reason. Um, Cause my, my, my whole minor league career, I always was a leadoff hitter and always had, you know, good average, good on base percentage. But, you know, when you get up there, they just kind of slot you in if you're not a top guy. Um, but, but just for me as a minor leaguer, it, I, I really don't um, – I learned more watching Dexter Fowler and those guys than what I learned in the minor leagues being a leadoff hitter because I saw the way they worked at the bats. And those guys – like, Dexter was so great at it because, you know, a lot of pitchers didn't know when he was going to swing first pitch. And he would swing first pitch and hit a homer. So it was like you know sometimes he worked at a bat to get you know an eight nine ten pitch a bat. But then that next time around he's going to swing first pitch and hit a homer righty or lefty off of it. So you know for me when as a minor leaguer, like I said, I, I was I was a c- high contact guy. I was fast, so I was just trying to put the ball in the play, get a good pitch to swing at. And cool. but when I got to the big leagues, I, I learned more on how to become a, a leadoff hitter from from watching like. Dexter Fowler, those, those types of players uh, just excel at that, that level. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a learning experience for me. And I, and I think now if I was a leadoff hitter, I, I'd be much better at it because of, you know, learning from from one of the best, you know.
4: Now, Matt, you, when you sat there, you started your career in 2014 and then Joe Madden comes in 2015. John Lester comes in 2015. What was that transition like with the team?
2: I mean, it was great, you know. Like, like you guys said, I was there when they were the lovable losers, and and when Theo and John and Riz and all those guys got there, they, the 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 script just switched, man. And it was, you know, you'd go into every game thinking you're going to win, and and that's how it's supposed to be when you want to be a winning ball club. Um, there was no matter who was on the mound, we were going to beat that guy, and and 2016 like. It, it, it's hard to put into words how how special that team was because there was even if we lost we didn't care because we knew we were going to win the next one and it, it was it was it was really really fun really fun team to be a part of and I'm sure you know from the fans point of, point of view it was very fun to watch us us guys
1: it was oh, funny it was- a lot of fans will say that 2015 was the more fun year because it was a little unexpected. Right. Uh, the ninety-seven win season, yeah. and so like you know, in fact, like Wrigley's usually pretty packed, but it didn't get packed, packed until the end. You know, when when yeah, when, right. when it was like you, like you couldn't get a ticket. Then yeah. all of a sudden, it wasn't till the end, and and then people started coming around. And so I, I'm wondering, like, was that the same for you guys? That maybe like t- you know, 2015 was just kind of like 2016. You were maybe expected, picked to succeed where twenty fifteen was it was more of a shock. I mean second wildcard team with ninety seven wins it was pretty oh, crazy yeah. season. The central was pretty stacked that year. So oh, yeah, it was
2: us Pittsburgh and St. Louis, right? With, yeah. The top top uh records in the game, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. you had
4: the wild card against Pittsburgh where, yep. uh,
2: where- Garrett Cole. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh like I said, man, I remember 2014 there were empty seats. Yeah, and I and I remember that. You know, I re- remember in 15 when they redid the bleachers, I think, right? Or was that 16? Gosh, 2015,
4: I- they did the redid yeah. the bleachers. The opening yep. day was all the Ernie stuff because Ernie had yep. passed away.
2: Yep. Yeah, because I made the team in 15 because Norfree was hurt with a hamstring. And there were empty seats out there. But, you know, towards the end of the year, I was back up. I was up and down all year long in 15. Um, and like you said, they're, they, were, they were selling out, man. It was so much fun to play. And you know the Cubs fans are 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 unbelievable. There were you know, a few, there I,
1: were a few times that I I really felt like the whole building. That's an old building. That's a hundred year old building. Yeah, and I thought the whole thing was going to come down a few times. You know, sit, you know, sitting in the the terrace. Yeah, I mean, you know, it,
2: it, it like gives me chills thinking about it because you know that that those years were really special. And you know, obviously, I'll never forget them. And I'm sure the fans will never forget them either.
4: I got this picture right here. This is you high fiving David Ross. You probably, I'm sure everybody kind of always, everyone we've talked to said they knew Ross was going to be a manager. You felt that back then. What do you think it would be like to play for him now?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I knew that was going to happen for sure. And I, and I thought that was one of the best moves that, and, you know, like I'm a, I'm a nobody and my opinion doesn't matter, but I thought that was one of the, the best moves that Theo and Jed could do because I think what was missing from, those, from that 2017, just from me being there for a month, was David Ross, you know, and and I and I could feel it and I'm sure a lot of other people in the in the clubhouse could feel it because not that there weren't leaders cuz you know everybody a leader in that clubhouse cuz they're all great players, they're all stand-up guys, you know, but I feel like for whatever reason Ross was just like the dad, the leader, the guy that kind of like took responsibility for pretty much everything, help help people accountable. And, you know, I think that that's a great move for them. And, and I would be honored to, to obviously play for David. You know, he's he's taught me a lot of things and, and uh, you know, I respect the heck out of him.
1: Well, the Cubs need we, – we don't have any outfielders anymore. So, <laughs> like, God, you, know, you, know, yeah. you know, they got rid of – Elmore's gone now. Schwarber's looking for a new team possibly. And uh, so, you know, you're more than welcome. I mean, I don't have any say in the matter, but, you know – <laughs> yeah. if, if, We'll put, put in a early. good word for you. We'll put Thanks, in a good man. word, though, Matt. I, I live just north of Wrigley, so I could go down there tomorrow if, if you're interested. Just, just knock on the door there for yeah. me. I, no, I know you good. were looking at Philadelphia. <laughs> it's a little closer to home, but, you know, you know, it's it, Chicago's the best summer city of all the cities. Yeah. You I,
2: know. Okay. I, I can't tell you now
1: winter. Not so much, but you know, summer is great. Um, but let me ask you about 2017 because uh, your, your time with the Cubs ended strangely, in my opinion, it's like you had, uh, I, I wrote it down. Cause I, I wanted to get those series of events. Correct. It's like um, Hayward injured his hand on a Friday on, on the Saturday. Um, that's when you were DFA'd and then you end up getting traded to San Diego. And then they put Hayward on the injured list on the on the Monday, so the, it was actually the, the, it, I think it was a roster. Did, were you aware of like how it was like a roster move that had to be done because of the forty man? Were you aware of like every those moving parts during that moment?
2: Uh I mean, no, not not really, because um, they didn't
1: have to lose you, is what I'm
2: saying. Yeah, I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think we I think we had like eight or nine guys in the bullpen. So I didn't think it was going to be me that got DFA'd, and what it was, I was like, oh, "Really?" Um, but we, we mean, said the
4: same thing, Matt. I
1: mean,
2: yeah, we were yeah. like, "What?" We were I pissed
4: mean, off, man. That's yeah, we on. were
2: pissed. Is what we're trying to say. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I had I hold no hard feelings, man. I I've, I've had such amazing times with the Chicago Cubs, and you know, I I, I busted my ass. For them every single day, so I left it all in the field, and and they know that, and and uh, it's just a business move. It is what it is.
4: But Matt, you know, when you were with the Cubs in 2016, unfortunately, you didn't make the postseason roster, but you were there. You you had a front row seat witnessing that amazing run in 2016, and there is legitimately a part where memorabilia collectors have this picture. I'm going to show it right here.
1: <laughs>
4: you know what I'm talking about before I even put it up. It's got to be the bat with a picture of Anthony Rizzo signed by you. So apparently, you had a lot of lucky stuff with you that your your team oh,
1: underwear funny. bats. Like everybody's taking your stuff. Like
2: I guess, man, they should have just put me in the game, and I, I maybe <laughs> I would have hit some homers or something.
4: <laughs> so what was the story with the bat with Rizzo? I mean,
2: Uh you know he. So I, I feel like whenever he would get in a slump, he would he the one day he just grabbed my back because it's. I use uh, 33 thirty-three and a half, thirty and a half 30 ounces, and I think he uses like a 34, 32. So his is a little bit bigger, and it's heavier. Um, So I feel like when he needed to, I guess, get get his foot down or or get early or whatever, he just grabbed my bat, and and it kind of like would put him back in a rhythm, and then he would just go back to his old bat. So I feel like he was really slumping in those playoffs. He's like, see, I, I just, I'm going to do it. I'm like, well, go ahead, do it, man. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's not hurting me, you know, I could do whatever. It's it's going to make make my batter or make me look good, you know, so <laughs> grab whatever. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he, he dominated, man. He used the same bat the whole time. He never broke it, signed it for me afterwards, and it's hanging up in my house.
4: That's that's amazing. And, and and Addison Russell borrowed your underwear or your – Yeah, lady? man, it was,
2: it was crazy because he was like, yeah, he's like, I'm going to go off this game and you can tell the announcers that I'm using your underwear too, your lucky charm. <laughs> I was like, all right, dude, I guess I'll do it. And, and I did it, and uh, it, was, it was fun, man. Was, I just I just wanted to have fun.
1: Support for the Sunranto Show comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. You see, the holidays are here, and uh, have you made your wish list yet? Our sponsor today has the number one wished-for gift of the year, and that's Manscaped, the best in men's below-and-above-the-belts grooming. Manscaped is here to ensure you're taking care of your manhood and your nose hairs with their new performance package. So ho-ho-ho, fellas. Naughty or nice. It's the season to perform and not have long nose hair, ear hair. Maybe it's time to shave those balls, keep them groomed, you know what I'm saying? I know that, uh, you know, tend to get a little bit, uh, you know, shaggy in the winter. So uh, why don't you you take care of uh, your your little guys down there? Yeah, you're in luck, though. Manscaped and their performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, and it makes the perfect gift... If you're trying to give it to somebody, imagine opening an attractive box that says your balls will thank you with the most sought after gadgets and scents a person can find. So included in this package is the Weed Whacker, which is an ear and nose hair trimmer. It's waterproof, 9,000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. So look, guys, nearly 80 percent of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff, and it is. Uh, why not use just the best tools in the business for the job? So this bundle, you get the the lawnmower. That's a 3.0 trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. And uh, you know, dads can't stop talking about this. Uh, teens, secretly, teens secretly buy this manscaped, and women will love you for it. So it's the season to manscape yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends. Best gift of all. Get it for them, Manscaped Performance Package. Let's not forget their famous liquid formations, the crop preserver, the ball deodorant, the crop reviver, ball toner. It's going to maximize your ball hygiene routine. So you get the performance package now, you receive their two free gifts, and that's Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. So the performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer, and it is hot right off the shelves. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. So uh, thank you, Manscaped, for making all of our holes look sexy. Uh, Get 20% off free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. Okay, what are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make Santa proud. That dude's balls is hairy. The Sun Ranzo Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. And as you know, uh, football is just happening. The Bears suck. Doesn't matter. Many tri- teams are strutting their stuff, not the Bears. And you might not be at the game this year, but uh, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season: game spreads and totals, team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You know, Bet Online today. Go there. Use promo code Armchair. Take advantage of all the great signup bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
4: Talk to us from from a, your standpoint now. Game seven. Like, did you have any doubt that you guys were going to come back from 3-1? You're down 3-1 after the game four of, of the World Series. Did you have any doubt you guys were coming back?
2: I'm, I'm telling you, man, the, the the guys in the clubhouse, they thought they were going to win every game. And, you know, I, I was a part of it, and it was just – it was really cool to be a part of. I mean, you guys are playing Mario Kart before the game. it's so <laughs> You know, it, it, everybody was confident and uh, everybody was relaxed. There was no pressure because we were down 3-1. So, uh, Well, I'm I glad you guys did. were because we sure as hell weren't. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we, we were scared
1: uh,
2: as hell. <laughs> you,
4: you guys are up and you're feeling good, and then Rajay Davis hits the home run. What's going through your head?
2: Oh, man, I couldn't believe that. I was like, you got to be kidding me, dude. How, how'd this happen? Um, but, you know, whatever. It happened, and uh, we won, so that's that's the story. How about how about
1: Kipnis' shot? Did you think from where you were sitting, at the foul ball, did you think that that was out like I did sitting in left field? <laughs> You're going to laugh at me, but I don't even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I didn't. My, my, I think it took three years off my life. Um, yeah, that, that was such a special year, and it was so nice to, you know, that special team. It sounds like I can just kind of tell by how you're talking about it that, like, these are kind of friends for life. Like, for sure. there's, like, a, a something solidified within that team. Crawley and I were talking before we even went on that, you know, as each year goes by, there's fewer guys that were on that the those teams, you know, that were so special to us. And someday it'll everybody will be gone, you know, that's just yeah. how, how it all works. But I think that, you know, you along with the rest of those dudes, uh, you know, would just always be indelibly kind of imprinted in our memories, you know, so it's like you, you will always be a cub because yeah, of that sure. moment,
2: regardless of who you play for next. Yeah. Those, um, uh, those reunions are going to be special. for oh, sure. And <laughs> yeah.
4: you're never paying for a drink in Chicago. Then <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you, and this is my guy here. This is Bob O'Hara. I, I was a ring bearer for Miggy Montero. And Bob O'Hara said, a huge shout out for you guys for having my guy on tonight. Forever will be one of my family's favorites. And we laugh because all of us ring bears, we still kind of keep in touch. We talk. And Bob was so excited to meet you and give you your ring. This is the picture that you guys took. Yeah. He's so excited. He's looking the other direction. So Bob's a great Cub fan. Loves you to death, obviously. There's a connection for us ring bears to the players. That's just like unbreakable for us.
2: Yeah, I'm sure, man. It's it's a special time. And uh, I feel like it was uh, 108 years, right? So a lot of the Cubs fans are super pumped about it because it's been so long.
4: Now, Matt, one of the things that I really kind of looked at is just the generosity that you've always kind of displayed for people. You do have a website that's called Seize a Day. Uh, my friend Michelle was asking where you can get the shirt. Show them the shirt, Matt. Show them the shirt because that's a good shirt.
2: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: gonna i'm gonna drop this link in the chat though as well for everybody yeah so you can
2: know. go to i think it's Seize the day Shop.com, to be honest yep. with you. and if you go to season the there's you just hit the shop button and and art and uh apparel is there so you can get whatever yeah, and there's the arts are good
4: the- yeah and so this is your website and and you have a very unique story about bone marrow transplant do you want to talk about that a little bit
2: yeah, so uh, when I was a freshman, I signed up to join the bone marrow Registry. Um, coach Talley, who was the head football coach at Villanova, um, he'd been running this, uh, this registry called Get in the Game for probably 20 years by the time I signed up. And what he did, his mission was to go around to college football teams and have them test because, you know, what, what better people to test than, you know, 75 healthy guys to save someone's life? So what we did, we held these uh, these bone marrow um, registries at, at Villanova, and all the college campuses would, would do the same, and we would recruit as many people as possible to test. And then after we after we did that, we would test ourselves. So my freshman year, I tested. It's simple. It's an easy cheek swab. It's even simpler now. You can join the registry. You can go to my website, and there's a, a link to join the registry. They actually send you a, a kit to your house. You do uh, four cheek swabs, they give you like uh, four long uh, q-tips and then you swab each corner of your mouth, you put the the q-tips back in the the container and then ship them out and just by doing that, they can tell if you're gonna be a match with somebody. And now I think it's one out of four hundred. When I did it, it was one in eighty thousand chance to be a match. so it, it's come a long way. it's It's pretty cool everything that's going on.
4: So this is the young lady whose life you saved. She had leukemia. Her name's Anastasia. She's from from the Ukraine.
2: Yep. So at the time right there, that picture, she's 18 months old. Uh, I I think maybe – I think that picture she's 18 months or maybe three years, whatever. So back to the story, I got called upon to donate my junior year. So three years later, my freshman year I tested. Three years later, I got called to donate. Ended up donating. Found out a year later where she was from, and was able to Skype and meet her. And that's when E60 did the story. Um, so it's 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 pretty amazing, man. I, I keep in touch with the family with social media now. It's so easy to stay in touch. You know, she's I think 13 years old, man. It's 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 awesome. It's really cool.
4: I watched that ESPN E60 dude, and I was I'm a father. I have two kids, and I was like crying, like just. What you did for that. And again, it was a risk for you because you could have ruptured a spleen with the medication you were taking. And not only did you just absolutely step up and make that sacrifice, I thought it was so cool that your first game back at Villanova, after that surgery, you hit a home run.
2: Well,
1: I think Matt's a little frozen right now. I don't know if he can hear us or can you. You're breaking up a little bit. It is pretty. I'm, I'm going to take I'm gonna take a screenshot of his face though, because he's going to love to see that.
4: <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those amazing things where he, he's he he had a chance of rupturing spleen. He has to take there medication. Are. There we go. Okay. And then his first game back for Villanova from this donation, which isn't easy, he hits a home run.
1: We got you, Matt. See, if, if Crowley, if it's not you or me having terrible inter- <laughs> interviews, there's, there's absolutely no way we could ever get through an entire show without, uh, you know, somebody not having some kind of interview. There he is. I, I, I think you're, you're
3: back, better man.
2: now.
4: Yeah, yeah I, you're I better now. So,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah okay, I, got to so- see that,
4: I got to see that cool jersey on your wall.
2: Oh, yeah. This is, this is my office. Ah,
1: cool.
4: Ah, nice.
1: Sweet. And uh, are you? you, you,
2: What I was was saying was uh, like not a lot of people connect the dots, but the second the second E60 that ran, it ran the day Rizzo used my bat. So Mm. I I feel like that that's pretty cool, and and that's one of the reasons why he grabbed the bat because he's like, "Hey, you got good juju today because of your your E60."
1: You're gonna have people just coming up and like and rubbing your head and stuff like that just, just for good luck, you know like a, like Lincoln's nose on a statue
2: I mean it was and and then he went off so it' was, it was crazy man it was it was pretty cool to see actually so yeah that's that's a story
4: so now you're sitting here, you're part of the Cubs, and they ask you to produce something for the bricks and ivy ball. does mm-hmm. this look familiar oh yeah, <laughs> do you so remember cool. how much it went for? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think it was like thirty-five or forty grand. Wow, Wow.
4: thirty-five grand of this picture. And Mm -hmm. I gotta ask—I'm looking at this painting. I'm looking at you with the guys. Did you have to look at a picture, or was that in your head?
2: Uh, No, no, I looked at a picture. Yeah. So what I do is I create stencils. I hand cut these uh, these stencils, and then I spray paint the stencils. But for me, like um, when someone asks me, "Hey, what do you think about when you think about the World Series?" Like, you know. Riz and KB were two of my best friends on that team, so automatically when when we won, I just focused on them, and I and I remember them doing that because I was so pumped for them. You know, I was I was very happy. So that was like going through images on online and seeing that image. That is like what what the World Series, like if a photograph, that's what I remembered. So that's what I wanted to paint.
4: So then Tom Ricketts comes up to you. What does he ask you for?
2: Yeah, he asked me for another one. So I thought that was, that was really cool, man. It's, and it's, yeah. it's, that, there it is. Crawley owns it. Yeah. Uh,
4: this is something that I'm proud to own. And because you guys are watching on the podcast, if you t- go to Matt Caesar's website for art, and he's got amazing art. It's
1: mattcaesarart.com. Yep. Right.
4: If you go to Matt's website, you're going to get a discount on this canvas which is absolutely when i got it mad it looks a lot cooler in person than even the picture yeah. like yeah. i feel like the pictures don't even do it justice yeah, yeah. And you had it use
1: po- cr- promo code podcast and uh, yeah yeah some, yeah, some yeah. my picture. uh
2: my cousin brennan who does a heck of a job on there he uh i was like hey man we need to set up this uh this discount code right now he's like all right we're gonna do podcast yeah cool so, yeah that's awesome.
1: And, 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 and now is uh working uh, artistically is that something you always did like from very young no, or is it something that I mean, came to
2: you later or i've always done art my whole life um we my wife and i started a foundation to raise awareness for bone marrow and also to help out the community um and one of the the events that we had i was trying to think of like you know um gift ideas so I was like, you know, let me let me paint something. I'll do a Cubs portrait and a Villanova football portrait, and let's try and sell them. So I did both of them and sold them for five hundred dollars each. So I was like, all right, that's you know, that's pretty cool, and didn't really think anything of it. I did a, a painting for Tommy Listel as well. Um he was my first customer. <laughs> he, all, he, he always makes fun of me and says, uh, hey man, my doormat looks pretty nice today. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah, after after I did those uh for the event, that's that's when the Cubs approached me for their bricks and ivy ball. And, and then this when, is, Yeah, that's go ahead. That's so, your
4: newest one, correct?
2: Yeah, so uh Fergie reached out and and um he wanted to do like a dual sign prints um so we uh we locked it in and man was it a headache to like figure all like try and figure out like for him to sign and me to sign and how to send them so that, that took like three or four months but we finally locked it in and uh you know we're we're pumped to to be a part of a thing together and uh we're going to con- continue to do that down the line And let's look at a few more of them. I, I I think this was really cool. This a lot
1: of Cub fans would, uh, you know, kind of get this, you got the Ivy with the brick in the background. This one's, you know, a a little bit more, um, I guess, abstract in, in a way, um, although it's very representative of, you know, some stuff that Cub fans know. Uh, also, uh, this one of Muhammad Ali, I think, is really cool. I love the colors. And this one specifically, and the Fergie for that matter, you're giving me a little bit of an Andy Warhol vibe. Like, is, <laughs> are there other artists that you admire and kind of, uh, you know, emulate or,
2: uh, you know, uh, are
1: inspired by?
2: Not really, man. I, I just I just kind of like pick apart other people's stuff and try and try and put it into my stuff
4: I know that you you were really influenced by the last dance and you did some Jordans and you got Ali were those athletes that you really looked up to because this to me like I I'm a huge baseball fan I don't really have like a good number two but if someone asked me my second favorite sport is boxing and this is an iconic image of Ali standing over Sonny Liston so are these athletes that you looked up to
2: yeah and I I feel like a lot of the people in my generation have, uh, like look up to the same people, you know, whether it's Michael Jordan or Muhammad Ali, or, you know, even Wayne Gretzky, you know, there's a ton of hockey, uh, fans and, and Wayne Gretzky's the greatest. So, you know, I, I did a Wayne Gretzky one, um, as well. And it's, and I know Trevor, so Trevor's with the Cubs for a little bit and he's a great kid, man. He's, he's awesome. Um so that was cool doing that you know it's I did a jackie Robinson, just just you know I try and really do like idols for baseball and obviously like for sports related just because i'm sports related so it's it's uh it's easier for people to to want to buy things
4: talk to us about this one right here uh it's i think it's called together is that right
2: yep yeah so you know i just i wanted to do something simple that kind of like made a point and i th- i think I think I captured that pretty good. It's one of my favorites uh, that uh, when I was looking on
1: your site, I, I really do like this one. It's like, and, it, you know, obviously it's, I, I don't find it to be political. I just find it to be inspiring in in a way that, you know, we, we, we're we all in this together. And For it's sure. just, I really like the message that you're trying to get out there. And also this summer you worked with another artist, I believe on a, an, on a painting that ended up being uh, bought by Jason Hayward, mm-hmm. which is the, this George Floyd which is uh i mean obviously it was a very tumultuous summer that we had uh, not only did we go through a pandemic but there was a lot of kind of social unrest in our country and can you tell me a little bit about how uh, this project of the George Floyd came to be and um you know what what you know how that how that all culminated and Jason Hayward got involved in everything
2: yeah i mean hayward's uh i can't say Enough nice things about that guy. He's he's outstanding as a human being, as a player. Work ethic is crazy. Uh, he's you know one of one of my better friends on the Cubs team for sure. Um, so yeah. So someone had tweeted something at me, and I think uh, at Micah, and said, "Hey, you know, I would love to see these two guys collab." So then he had reached out to me and was like, "Hey, right now is the perfect time to do this." And I, you know, obviously. Couldn't agree more, you know, from, you know, a white baseball player and a black baseball player who are, are both artists and have been to the big leagues and want to work together on kind of making a statement. And uh, I think that's what we did, you know, and, and Jason Hayward, like, I think I might have posted just a like a, a story about it. And he's like, "Hey, I want that, so don't let anybody else get it." <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "All right, man, like that's that's all you." He's like, "Yup, just let me know, let me know how much." And and because uh, we we donated to, I donated to NWN Double ACP, mm-hmm. um, and Mike had donated to various um, groups as well. So you know, we we did it for charity, and, and I think the biggest thing we just want to kind of help make a difference. Uh, inspire other people and you know i'm an athlete but an artist and a human being as well so you know if, if i can inspire people to to kind of push out any kind of message they want to push out um that's what i'm gonna do
1: one last interruption it is the season to be jolly so uh why don't you go over to patreon.com slash and listen to the Sunranto show without advertising and uh as much as a week earlier uh, you know, it's just the way you help us keep the lights on of the show. We do these ads, we get a penny a download. It's nothing, you know. It's just not really that lucrative, and we spend money to do the show. And you're not helping because you're listening to this god awful version of the Sun Ranto show with the dumb ads about the Manscaped and the dumb ads about the Bet Online, and and me talking to you like right. Like I won't even. This is part. This part that you're hearing now, is not in the show. Okay? It's not in it. If you subscribe at patreon.com, you just get Sunranto. You just would have heard only me, Crawley, and Matt Caesar talking. And then a song. Anyway, help out. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Become a member today. Also, please use our Amazon search bar when you're buying crap at Amazon that you don't need at sunranto.com, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O.com. Slash shopping. Okay, there's all sorts of things you could buy there. MLB shop, NFL, MLS. We got all the sports there. All their, all their, we got memorabilia. Um, there's wine of the month, beer of the month, condoms of the month. Like, seriously, there's all sorts of things you could buy. Check it out. Sunranto.com slash shopping. Buy through us. We get a little kickback. Doesn't cost you a cent. Okay, so that's two things I want you to do. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. And shop through us, please. Thank you very much. And now back to the end of our Matt Caesar interview. Thanks for listening.
4: And and I can tell you that your authenticity is what makes Cub fans love you because Cub fans love their players. But when we feel like there's somebody that is truly authentic and loves the city and loves the game and all that stuff, we latch on to you. And that's why we still are bitter that you were <laughs> traded all these years <laughs> later. <laughs> but uh, what does the future hold for Matt Caesar as far as baseball is concerned?
2: Yeah. I mean, I hope to sign with the team this year. Um, this past season, uh, both both my parents had cancer. So it was kind of an easy decision for me uh, with COVID to stay home and help them out with whatever they needed. I also had surgery, um, had a sports hernia repair done in my groin and oblique. So that got me right. And it was, it was the perfect time to do that as well. So you know i was able to be home with my family my newborn son so it was the the timing i know wasn't right for a lot of people but for me it was you know it was it was it was good timing for me to be able to help the family out and kind of recover a little bit um so for me for baseball you know obviously i i want to sign with the team and i you guys might not be able, be happy with this but i would like to stay closer to home but uh-huh. you know I uh well, the Mets are stacking themselves up, so you, you know, may
1: go go play, go for play for them. They got that new billionaire owner you signed yeah. and everybody, he's the only one with money, yeah. apparently. So but, you know, I, I would
2: obviously love the opportunity to play anywhere. Um so it would be obviously a, a a blessing to be back with the Cubs. It'd be great. Did you grow up a Phillies fan? <sighs> yes, yeah, so I did, man. I uh obviously grew up Phillies, Eagles, Flyers, Sixers, um, I feel like the biggest Philly sports thing to me when I grew up. I really didn't watch baseball or football too much because I was always playing at those times. So I watched a lot of Seventy Sixers and Allen Iverson, and yeah, he's a man. Those well, are some.
1: Those are some notorious fans, I'll tell you. And, and oh, yeah. And and, 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 and you seem like you were possibly the nicest one of all of them. <laughs> because <laughs> I've met a few.
4: <laughs> well, Matt, you know, I'm just putting your website up about the art, uh, mattcaesarart.com. You put in the code podcast. It's only going to be good for the next 24 hours, guys. So get yeah. on this as far as a good holiday gift, or if you want to treat yourself, treat yourself with that. I did. I bought it. And it's funny because my wife is like no more memorabilia. Cause I got Cubs <laughs> memorabilia up the wazoo. And all of a sudden the the, the UPS man comes with this thing. and she's like, what the hell did you buy? And I opened it up. I'm like, Babe, it was 20% off. And she's like, actually, I like this, so it's okay. (laughs) So seriously, guys, get on this. And, Matt, um, whenever your playing career is over, and we hope it's for a long time, Danny and I would like to personally invite you to the bleachers to catch a game from there, see what it looks from the other side uh, sometime in Chicago.
2: Yeah, that'd be great. I would definitely accept the invite. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate
1: you coming on the show. I know a lot of people have been expressing in the comments, you know, how much that they've appreciated this conversation, appreciated you coming on and you're a lot of people's, uh, you you know, one of our favorite Cubs that ever played because of the team you were on and what a special time that was for all of us. So just thank you for all those wonderful memories and thank you for coming on our show tonight. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me guys. Take care, Matt. Cool. Thanks, Matt. Man, this is this is that was one of the best conversations i I love when there's um you know a multi multifaceted people that aren't just one thing
4: like- no he's not one dimensional he's not one dimensional and and I was just like i said I went through so much stuff at, prepping for this interview and seeing you know and, and we didn't get into all the charitable work matt has done to help you know people that are hungry it's just like the guy's got a real heart he's legit and that's the thing that stays with me is, is like yeah, you know, he can hit the ball and field the ball and all that stuff, but but there's something that, that he doesn't do it for the attention or anything else. He does it because he truly means it, and that's, to me, you know, something that really sticks with me is that he really cares about the fans and and, and the community and helping people out that are less fortunate.
1: Yeah. And um so well thank you thank you everybody for tuning in tonight. I, I do have a, a couple of announcements as long as we still got a few of you guys on here. Um with on the, the Sun Ranto Ranters page uh right now there is uh, pinned to the top of the Sun Ranto Ranters page on Facebook is the, uh, is, is a link where you can post all of your holiday carols, your Cubs holiday carols. There is a contest happening right now. The only person that's entered is Bill Sugar. So, so far, he's won all three of the Matt camera, uh, prizes that, that he's, he's won the Ernie. He's won the Javi. And he's also won the Eddie because he's the only one that's <laughs> entered. He's the only one that's entered the entire uh, contest so far. So uh, get on that, you know. Here, here's the, here's what
4: I'm. Here's what I'm going to say. I am personally going to write a song. And for those of you who have heard my Africa karaoke skills, I know you're worried about this, but <laughs> I think I think if I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. Post.
1: Uh, we'll all post it on that thread. Everybody upload their video of them singing the song and. Another thing I wanted to make an announcement, and I'm going to make a, a little inv- invite soon. On December 19th, um, because we can't get together and go cr- Cubs miss caroling this year around Wrigley Field, it's just it's not it's not safe, so we're not going to do it. So uh, what I've decided is we're going to have a Zoom call, and maybe some people can perform their Cubs miss carols on that show, but I'm going to still have the song sheet and all the Cubs miss carols I will host a concert and we'll all sing together on Zoom with our mics off <laughs> just because there's a delay. We can't really sing like that, but we can hang out afterwards, maybe play some Jackbox and either way, get together and have ourselves a little rancher Christmas party. So I'm going to be posting that on the Sun Ranto page as an event on December 19th. So save the date for that. Um, the The last thing that I wanted to announce is that there's a brand new T-shirt. I'll hear my voice crack it is <laughs> it is a ranter shirt uh and uh you can buy this and show your ranter pride. I just made the shirt I said I was gonna do it like eight million years ago. I finally did it, but um, here's the link to that i'm gonna post the link it's on amazon um, and um just buy it you know it's it's kind of a fun little like uh our little clubhouse shirt that we're gonna that we're gonna all gonna wear together. I already bought mine um it's coming in the mail at some point. And um, oh yeah, I did have one more announcement. Is that tomorrow we're doing a uh, we're going to be picking names for our ranter gift exchange, and I'm going to also copy uh, put this link in in the chat here. Uh, if you want to be part of the secret ranter, which is like a secret Santa but us, uh, well, go ahead and join up. You know, and I will. I'm going to post that. It's we're going to do it all through Elfster. And, uh, I've just put that in the, in the chat as well, the link to that, and, uh, you can join in and, uh, you give a present, you get a present and you know, you know how secret Santa works. Everybody knows how secret Santa works. Um, so let's do secret Santa together because it's been one hell of a year and I got my new obvious shirt today cause I needed some 2020 memorabilia. I think this is the perfect 2020 slogan that I bought hashtag strap it on, um, Thank you, obvious shirts. They were running a hell of a sale. 20% off everything. Their clearance rack was ridiculously, uh, underpriced. I bought, picked up a few shirts from, uh, Joe over at obvious who we should have on this show sometime too. Yeah, to talk absolutely. about, uh, you know, his massive success <laughs> as, as a guy who puts words on shirts. Um, but hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. We're going to have a regular show, uh, next week and which uh, we'll talk about, you know, what happened with Schwarber and Almora and why we need Matt Caesar on the team. Cause we don't we, have,
4: <laughs> we wanted to kind of, you know, I know a lot of people are doing the Schwarber thing and, and everything like that, but I think we just wanted to kind of just have a night where we just relaxed and talked and had a good conversation. And I, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please share it with any friends. We'll have, it's on our YouTube channels on Facebook and anybody that you know, go ahead and advertise that promo code of podcast and let's, let's buy some of these prints from Matt. Cause really everything he does goes for a good cause.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Beth, there's at stash asked in the chat. Um, Oh, uh, will these links be posted? I believe I just did, but if they're not showing up, I will post them on the sun rental ranchers page and on Facebook. And if you're done, 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 if you're done,
4: all right, little uh, Max Hedroom there for Danny. it's all good. We waited through the most of the night without any technical difficulties, so
1: Hello, am I here?
4: <laughs> You're here. You went max Hedroom for a second.
1: I don't know if you guys can hear me, but I, I can't hear anybody. Everything got messed up at the end. Can you hear me? I can, yes. You can hear I can't hear you. Okay. Everything got messed up, but that's the end of our show anyway. I'm going to play um, one of my Christmas carols. Man, this thing's really taken off online. I entered this into the Waddle and Sylvie uh, uh, parody contest, and uh, everybody's loving it. It's got like 50,000 views.
4: And guys, Danny should have won this the last three or four years. So just make sure that Danny wins this year. Let's hear the song, Danny. Spagog.
3: Oh, the Cubs are like the eighty
1: five bears. Had hope for their futures, but now they'll be losers for thirty five years. Oh, the Cubs are like the 85 Bears. Championship parades once every four decades for all the fans in Chicago. Bears got no Tom Brady, Cubs won't be the Yankees, no World Series or Super Bowls. Oh, the Cubs are like the 85 Bears. The McCaskies and Ricketts will still sell you tickets, but won't sign
3: good players. Oh, the Cubs are like the A.D.